You are listening to an on-air bonus episode. This is the Lightning Round. All right, Dave, you ready to move into a bonus round with our president, Gary Bedard? Well, this is very darn exciting, man. I tell you what, we're going to learn some things we probably didn't know before, and I I think everybody's excited about that. All right, so Gary, here's the rules of lightning round. You know, we, we've asked you questions in the on the actual episode, and this one, try to answer these, and if you can, 20 seconds or less. Of course, you are the boss, so if you want to say anything, <laughs> on. Uh, um, you know, you won't hear any complaints from us. Uh, Dave, you want to kick it off? Sure. I mean, let, let's get into some meat and potatoes of things. I mean, um, Gary, I've, I've known you for 15 years, but... You know, what makes you tick? So I love the new and different, and I love people. I come from a big family and uh, long relationships, and so that's what I love. Right. So where can Gary be found on a Sunday morning? I can be found in church. Um, typically, what I'll be doing is picking up my father, who lives near us, um, to make sure he gets out every week and can go to church, and then we have him back over at the house for lunch, and then we bring him back home. That's, that's our typical Sunday morning. Love that. That's awesome. So what, uh, what are your favorite movies, types of movies? So I love the, the whole Star Wars. I, I've some, uh, some favorite ones, but you can't beat the Star Wars, the good versus evil, the archetypes, uh, the uh, fantasy, the adventure. Uh, I love all the Star Wars movies. So what career advice would you give to yourself when you were 20 years old? So what I would say is that you are in a unique time and place. And that's true no matter when. Uh, it's true now. It was true back then. Um, learn and immerse yourself and take well-thought risk. Wow. Well-thought risk. Yeah. So that kind of leads us right into this next question. What about professional development preferences? So uh, I like to read and I like to um, engage with people one-on-one. So... Uh, being able to talk to, to other folks that maybe could be mentors, uh, I find that that's very, very good for my learning because it's feedback and I can, I can talk. Um, some formal learning, certainly, but uh, that comes less frequently. And that is, think about that, Joe. We just heard from our top leader mentors how important they are. It's crazy. <laughs> Take advantage of it. There's lots of people out there that want to help you. Don't forget that. Yeah, very good. We Reoccurring theme with leaders here. What are the toughest challenges that you have at work? Oh, wow. They're all going to uh, be around people, uh, making sure that you have the right people, not just for the situations that you have now, but what's coming in the future. Um, you know, one of the things we're, we're always in times of change and you always want to make sure uh, not all the good ideas come from you. So you've got to make sure that you bring in people who are going to have those good ideas, maybe upset the apple cart just a little bit. Um, because if you don't, um, then you can be blind to, to the change. That's awesome. Uh, uh, Gary, let's move into professional experiences. Um, who, who inspired you to uh, go after this career, the career you're in today? So I would say that I've had a, a number of different mentors um, that I, you know, from my time in the Army up through, through business, there's been certain leaders when I hear them talk, when I when I hear the values uh, that that are important to them, um, I find that they inspired me, and then I sought them out separately and to ask them questions, ask them get their career advice, 
So I've had a number of mentors uh, in my time in the industry of people that have maybe um, shown me a different side of myself. Um, and, and that's really been helpful. So engaging with others, um, particularly people that you listen to and, and can respect and getting, getting their one-on-one opinions was um, valuable. So I had a follow-up question to that, Joe. If, and, um, so Gary, Gary when, you were, when you were back at West Point, did you think you'd be here at Lenox at that point or in the HVAC industry? No, actually, if, if you kind of think about the time period I went to West Point, I was convinced I was going to be in a, a war in Europe that was going to be in my future. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to West Point in the late 80s and, and that was kind of the way, that was kind of the way that we thought. So I, I actually didn't think I, I, w- I was going to do this. I thought I had a career in the military and I was excited about that. Uh, but as time went on, uh, it, you know, for my family, it was better for me to, to get out of the uh, business. And I was fortunate enough to join uh, York International, a competitor, and they allowed me to take a role where I rotated around to different disciplines. And it was a bit of a life changer um, because as I saw the different disciplines, it, was, um, it allowed me to see that what I really wanted to do was be a general manager. And that created my, my career uh, trajectory, if you will. It was good for us, that's for sure. <laughs> that that kind of leads into the next question here is, you know, what what is a, a big leap of faith that you've taken in your profession? So it's it's interesting. Um the the one that I took, and it's gonna the the, the listeners probably know this product or have heard about it. Uh back in the mid nineties, York had this gas engine heat pump that they called the triathlon, and it was a unique product line. And I took that role to try to drive the um the participation of the of the market and to try to drive the sales. And I will say that it was probably my most successful failure. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but he, here's here's the amazing thing that I learned from that time. It was in the mid-90s. And so I learned about variable speed technology. I learned about variable speed on the inside, variable speed on the outside, because it was driven by a, an engine, not a motor. And all of the comfort benefits... I learned about the high temperature heat pumps, which now we're talking about cold climate heat pumps. So there's, there's so many things that I learned about. Um, it used variable speed indoor before it was a thing. Um, and so I, I find that in some ways it really kind of colored my career and changed the way I looked at selling benefits to homeowners and really focusing on those comfort aspects. Uh, I'd like to think that, that it was important for the industry as a whole. It certainly was important to me. It was almost like you got to taste a wine before it's time. I, I think so. <laughs> That's a good I, I, I don't know that I'd recommend the triathlon, but I can recommend the selling stories and, and the individual technologies that were an outgrowth of that product. It's really kind of fascinating. But those things are the foundation of what we see today. That's, that's incredible. I'm going to move into professional advice. Um, Gary, what, what advice would you give somebody just starting out their career? So what I would say is you start out in a certain function, get very, very good at that. Functional excellence. Spend the time to do the specific job you've been given early in your career exceptionally well. Um, Understand it and get very, very good at it. And you will be noticed if you're very, very good and you'll get other opportunities. But that's the very first step, functional excellence and focus. I really like that a lot because I, I get calls from people saying, hey, I've been doing this role for a year. And nobody's, you know, advancing me. And I'm like, what does time have to do with it, right? Is, are you applying yourself? Are you doing exactly what you just said, Gary? Because 
if you're doing all those things well, you're really studying each role very well, doing the best you can, you're going to be pulled into so many directions. It's not even funny, you, right? You know, and I, it's true. And I'm going to go one step further. Um, I'm asked a lot about work-life balance. And particularly for young people, they look at work-life balance. And the, the way I answer that question is, you know, I go on a hike. Uh, years ago, I went on a hike, a 100-mile hike with my sons. And can you imagine on a 100-mile hike, you do about 10 miles a day, um, that you take breaks some points along the way. But the first half mile, you didn't take a break, right? The first half mile, you were kind of hoofing it, right? You were pushing yourself. And that's what I'd encourage people as they start their career, recognize that. Mm. There's going to be times in your career where you actually need a break. There's going to be things that happen. But there's also times when it's time to push yourself. And, and you got to recognize the difference between those times. And if you have that free time, if you have that balance, push yourself. Do what you can. There's so much to learn. There's so much to do. Um, and, and if you look at life that way, not as a straight line, uh, but as having curves and valleys and things like that, apply that work-life balance in that way. Yeah. Hey, that, that's really good advice to a lot of folks. Along those lines, is is there a, a skill, because you know, different people have different natural skills and competencies and different things to develop. Is there a skill that you think everyone should learn? <laughs> so it's funny. The, the first one I thought of was typing, right? <laughs> you know, I never realized when I took typing class, I guess I call it keyboarding now, how valuable that would be. But but that's one. But I also thought about coding. Why coding? Coding by that, I mean computer programming. Why would I say coding is important? I think coding is important because it allows you to see how machines think. And um, to be honest with you, it 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 even as a manager, um, you know, if, if, if you code the wrong way, the computer will do exactly what you tell. As a leader, if you say the wrong things or do the wrong things, they will do exactly what you tell them. Uh, if you put out incentive plans, for example, they'll do exactly what you pay them for. Um, so in some ways, it's a lesson to learn about being very clear and intentional about what you want. So I think coding is exceptionally important. And the other one that I'd say that, that is important for everyone to understand is poker. Um, okay. And that's because uh, life is all about probability and risk. And just understanding uh, a poker game, um, it's, it's all about uh, understanding what, what is the most likely outcome and what do I put my bets on the most likely outcome. Life is a lot like that. There you go. Okay. So, Gary, I know you're a great uh, avid reader. Um, what books would you recommend to the listeners? So the, the one that I read most recently is actually an older one, uh, and it gets into the, the, the idea of poker and probability, but uh, it's called The Signal and the Noise by Nate Silver. Nate Silver is, is now known for his political polling, uh, but he wrote this book called The Signal and the Noise. What it is is just we live in a noisy world. We live in a world where there's lots of data and there's lots of things happening, and so how do you figure out the difference between true trends and things that are important and other things that are just noise? Uh, and it's it's more of a, a mathematical look at some things, but I thought it was a really fascinating thing because I think we need to ignore noise and focus on the signal. What are the true important underlying trends that we see and what is just simply noise? Uh, because a lot of times uh, the general public will be more focused on noisy things 
uh, and, and less focused on the signal. Well, there's certainly a lot of noise out there right now. <laughs> well, there is. And if you think about the HVAC professional, there's a lot of things that, you know, this is good or that's bad. Um, and, and as you go through change, there'll always be a little bit of noise. But then what are the broader lessons that you can learn? What's actually happening under the surface that's actionable that you can, a trend or a feeling among consumers that really is lasting that you can, you can take to the bank? It's huge. And David, think about, you know, when we, we've, we had a data analyst on, on the show, we, we've had a business coach on, on the show, and we talk a lot about what, what gets measured gets managed. And then the kind of the counter argument to that is, yeah, not everything needs to be managed. And so if, if, you're, if you're measuring all the noise and you're managing the noise, it's misappropriate. So very, very good comment. All right. So as we move into um, uh, final questions here, maybe around personal taste, kind of get to know Gary a little bit. <laughs> A little bit more. Um, you, you talked about um, your favorite movies being Star Wars. What about your favorite music genre and a favorite band? So I'm I'm into, and this is probably uh, uh, about in my age. I like like 1980s to 1990s pop, or occasionally I'll I'll go back to like 70s hard rock. You know, and listen to the Who or. Um, you know, even Led Zeppelin or I, I'm pi- I'm picturing Gary uh, on his commute to work listening to NSYNC. Right <laughs> <Is> or that, <laughs> that may be even a little bit. They may be a little too modern for me. I don't know. I might be I might be further back. But as I've gotten older, I've maybe mellowed out a little bit. And some some of the old standbys like a, a Billy Joel. No, I see him head bobbing with Led, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. The best concert I've ever been to. I, I would have never imagined a 72-year-old guy in Elton John could rock the mm-hmm. movie this guy did. Yeah. But it, that's the best concert I've ever been to was an Elton John concert last year. To me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he puts on a great show. Well, Gary, as you know, I've been on boating my whole life. I love boating. And if you had a yacht, if you do have a yacht, maybe you do have a yacht, what would you name it? Well, I don't have a yacht. In fact, I, I think I have a kayak. With, <laughs> does that count? And it doesn't have a name. It's just the blue one, right? So <laughs> The blue one. But uh, I think I'd call it the Voyager because uh, that just seems like uh, a good thing for, for a boat to be named. Oh, that's, that's awesome. But it looks as speedy for the speedboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about pets? Do you have any pets and what are, what are he and she like? So I, I don't have a pet. I did have a pet. Um, I, you know, my wife, it's funny, she... When we, we got a dog, I said, you know, there's only one kind. I'm a big golden retriever guy, mm-hmm. and they're big dogs. And so growing up, I had a golden retriever. I had a golden retriever that she she died maybe four or five years ago as the kids left the house. Uh, but she was uh, extremely friendly, loved people, um, and just always wanted to be with you. And uh, I, I just love my dog, and yeah, she was very, very disciplined and, and um, kind of you know, was able to walk outside and stay with you, didn't cross the street. And I just loved having her all around me all the time. It was great. What was her name? Br- uh, Ginny. Brandy was my one growing up. Uh, Ginny, Virginia, uh, name oh. for the state my wife and I met in. Oh, nice. and Joe and I have talked about some on other podcasts that we should be all be like dogs. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that when you come home from work, you know, they're at the door wagging her tail, ready to you know, give you attention, and no matter how you treated them when you left, if you just hit the door on them, you know, and they're still there, you know. They're happy that you'd come back. So what if we were like that with our customers and our people we work with and everything else? I mean, just think about how cool that would be. And, you know. And not everyone loves dogs, but many, many people love dogs. Yes. Just cool. Uh, yeah, I think this is an important one. Uh, beer or wine? 
Oh, I'm wine uh, for sure. You have a favorite? I I, I typically like um, Napa Reds. Um, the, um, I'm more partial to to Cabernet, um, but uh, I love wine. And uh, you know, I spent some time in Europe, and um, it just uh, it really is great. Awesome. Well, Gary, it's been great to uh, share some of your uh, professional advice here and kind of your personal journey. And thank you for being on air and sharing this uh, lightning bonus material with the audience. Thank you, Gary. Thanks. It's great to be here. On Air is hosted by Joe Jones and Dave Chapman. Email your questions and comments for Joe and Dave to onair at lennoxind.com and check out our new bonus content. The On Air Podcast is a production of Lennox Learning Solutions. Recording, mixing, and editing by Garrett Hicks. Additional editing by Hunter Stein. Music by Chad Mathern. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Lennox International Incorporated or one of its affiliates, collectively Lennox, and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, your use of this podcast and the information contained in the podcast are for personal or other educational purposes only. No other use, including without limitation, reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written consent of Lennox. All information made available on this podcast is for general informational purposes only, and any reliance on such information is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that Lennox makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on this podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by Lennox employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of Lennox. Lennox expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. Thank you.